here's to us. Hope we always agree. It's a show by Chris and Neil with all great movies. They are the real deal. We watch them all so you don't have to. It's movies that don't suck and some that do. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's a new episode of Movies Don't Suck and Some That Do. My name is Neil. And I'm Chris. And today we got two new movies out there in the movie pleasuring world to touch your little bean we call your movie pleasure center. Mm-hmm. Let's talk yeah, about the bean? first one. Did you say bean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, what's wrong with that? All right, you're gonna flick you your, like beans? We're going to flick your movie pleasuring bean right now. We're going to flick your movie pleasure bean. That's that's what you wanted me to say. I'm uh-huh. just reading it off the cards you have in okay. the window. That... What are we talking about first, pal? All right, first, we will be talking about the one, the only, um, has three of the biggest, biggest blockbuster stars in the world, including the five-time, one of the most beautiful men of all times that knows nothing better but than how to do a people's elbow and rise his eyebrow and flex his pecs. He is the Brahma Bull. He is the most electrifying man in all of sports entertainment. He is also known as Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The rocks you see here in the river are sandstone, but some people just take them for granted. It's one of my bolder attractions. You know, before this, I used to work in an orange juice factory, but I got canned. Couldn't concentrate. Concentrate. Yeah, they put the squeeze on me too. That's a good one. I should have opened with that one. And that was from Indiana Jones 5. No, no. That's the Jungle Cruise. The Jungle Cruise. One of my favorite love segments of the entire movie. The rest of the movie is awesome by any means. But uh, then also, Gal Gadot is in this as well. I am not with you. You would knowingly sacrifice all those lives. As if they mean less than yours. As if they mean nothing. Where I come from, generals don't hide in their offices like cowards. They fight alongside their soldiers. They die with them on the battlefield. That's enough. You should be ashamed. My apologies. You should be ashamed. Diana. All of you should be ashamed. Yeah, and also the the Deadpool. The beautiful, the beautiful, the sexy, the most magnificent bastard in the entire world. This is his first time. Ever playing Deadpool, Mr. Ryan Reynolds. Great. Stuck in an elevator with five guys on a high-protein diet. Oh, wait. Dreams really do come true. Just shut it. You're up next. Thank you, sir. You look really nice today. It's the green. Brings out the seriousness in your eyes. Oh, my God. You ever showed up, pal? No. Not when I'm awake. His Deadpool actually is actual Deadpool. Way better than that. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Wade Wilson. The whole reason he did that was just so he could get the rights to Deadpool. He did a good job. Like, yeah, yeah. He told, made it for so, it twenty years later. <laughs> so the movie that we're talking about there with the three major stars is Red Notice, On the Netflix. number one, mm-hmm. number one debuting movie of all time uh-huh. on Netflix. So I, I know that Netflix is now showing people numbers, and they're mm-hmm. so they're flexing, like, like they're like. Uh, you all the other people, you know, like Disney Plus. I was like, this is what numbers look like. Why don't you go? Yeah, this is the, yeah. Why don't, why don't you come over here and take a look at this big boy? Yeah. It's like what, what LBJ used to do. People in the in the uh, office, he'd be he's next to some diplomat. He's like, 
You just need a dick this big? <laughs> you tell me what, what the asshole. <laughs> but, uh, so Netflix, but, um, in other words, WJ, yeah. Um, also, let's see here. Coming up next, the second movie that we are doing tonight, it's one that Chris has mm-hmm. been um, beaning over for weeks. Yeah. Um, sometimes I need to write down the people I did the clips for. Oh, okay. I, 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 will, I mean, okay, I, I got them I got them over here. But, um, yeah, uh, we're talking about the French Dispatch. Of oh, you can't. Oh, you. Yeah, the French, the, the French Dispatch. And you have to say the title right. I don't know why they keep shortening it everywhere. <laughs> But it is the French Dispatch of the Liberty, Kansas Evening Sun. Right. And uh, first, I believe I got a clip for Mr. Bill Murray. The idea of a trilogy was something, as an artist, you think the great ones, Godfather and uh, Lethal Weapon. But the question is, why in the world Garfield three? Can this be just between us? Yes. Drugs cost money. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a, a Tilda Swinton clip. Tilda Swinton. Okay. Welcome, Donald. Welcome to Snuff, where we are teaching the strong-willed man how to dress, think, eat, fuck. Do you like the magazine, Donald? Oh, yeah, it's pretty much all I read. Good answer. Look, this is ours. This is ours. Right, we made this. What's our demographic? Every, Every fucking one. Yeah. Yeah, so... uh yeah, that's Tilda Swinton's unrecognizable in that role. You know, like, she's unrecognizable in ninety percent of the roles yeah. that she does. Let's just be honest. Like I was going through, uh, looking through all the different ones that she's done. Everything from the, you know, the Chosen One mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, from Doctor Strange to freaking uh, Gabriel and Constantine uh, she's to like. She's amazing. And like that, everything. Oh, also, the, the white, the, the white queen in freaking uh, Chronics, uh, Chronicles of Narnia. And um, we got Benicio del Toro. Oh yes, del Toro. I've never killed. I've never killed a man. A big pardon. I said I've never killed a man. I didn't ask if you had. You asked why I thought I was qualified. I think of that as qualification. And I'm just wondering why that in particular strikes you as an important qualification for semen donation. I would say that's a big fucking qualification. Excuse me, a very important qualification. No one's ever said that before. You're harassed. No. You should. Uh, what I love about that clip is the way he looks when he said you should. He's like, fuck. You know, like, like but uh, sure. That was the way of the gun, which is not the best movie, but it has, like, good scenes. Yeah, it does. And good acting in it. And then also, the final clip we have, we could have pulled a million, but... The amazing Jeffrey Wright's in this. Jeffrey Wright, yes. I am the Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new realities. Follow me and ponder the question. What if? So he is, and that was him. He actually, uh, he actually did that, like mm-hmm. speeding it up, because that is usually like a two-minute intro. Yeah, and um. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, I'm already a big fan of his because of uh, uh, Westwood, yeah. Westworld. Sorry, Westworld. Yeah. And um, but then I went looking into his, uh, you know, his history. He's in fucking everything, dude. He's amazing. Yeah, he's another chameleon yeah. that is, that just is everywhere. He's awesome. Uh, I did the what if. I also did the what if because they just announced last week that there's a second season of what if coming out. This which, also awesome this also stars Adrian Brody. So many people in this movie. Go for it. Adrian Brody, a- Adrian Brody, Leah Sadu, Francis McDormand, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, Steve, it's Matthew Amrick, Owen Wilson, uh, Henry Winkler's in this shit. 
Uh, goddamn, Christoph Larry Waltz. Pine, freaking Bill Murray, Francis McDorm. Like there was just William so Schreiber, Willem Dafoe, Edward Norton, Cyrus Ronan. Yeah. Just so uh, many. Matthias Armek. Like it, it's just like uh, it was. It, Elizabeth Moss, Jason Schwartzman, Fisher Stevens, Angelica Houston's in this shit. Everyone's <laughs> in this movie. Everyone that's ever been existed, either with Wes Anderson or new to Wes Anderson, like, and to be honest, uh, when we talk about this movie, it's the second movie tonight. Um, I'm going to go into detail. We'll uh, we'll tell you a little reason why there's so many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like I feel like that's the important. basis of, yeah, it's important of that movie yeah. is why. So first, Chris, tell them where they can find us. You can find us online at MoviesDon'tSuck.net. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MoviesDon'tSuck Podcast. We're on Twitter at MTS Podcast. We're on Instagram at MTS Podcast. We have a Patreon, Patreon.com slash MoviesDon'tSuck. Uh, go to Bonfire.com slash MoviesDon'tSuck. It's something they do if you want merch. We're on uh, YouTube. If you're watching YouTube, subscribe. We're watching Twitch, go subscribe. And uh, we're on all stream platforms. I think that's it, right? Oh. That's it, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. I think that's all of it. Yeah, if you, wherever you find podcasts, you can find movies, don't suck, and something to do. We made sure of that. We made sure of it. We got all over it. We, mm-hmm. you know, we know we're not famous yet. Not yet. Not me. But I did get noticed at Taco Bell drive through this morning. Where did they notice you from? The, the radio station. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you work for the <laughs> And then they asked me for concert tickets. I hate that. Oh, I hate, yeah. That's the how, one reason I how hate How many times do you get asked for that now, like like for concert tickets? And now that you work for the radio station? If I'm working an event, like 100 okay. and 5. Okay. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell but, you how many times I'm working an event. That's probably the second time outside of there. <laughs> but I think what happens like, is you're like. I have, a friend, I have a friend named Bill that he sometimes messages me mm-hmm. when he's randomly listening to one of the radio stations I work for and will give me suggestions. You like, guys should I put this in rotation. To do it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You should put this in rotation. Why are you playing this? That doesn't make sense on that station. And I'm just like, I, I don't have those answers. I am not that. I am not even like, I'm like right above like the janitor. Like I'm not <laughs> that popular of a guy yet by any further. Like, believe me, I, gonna, I have no self-esteem when it comes but if to that. You were, if you were going to quit, you know, she should switch like the beautiful people and the, put it on like on like the Christian radio station area. Just uh... <laughs> beautiful people. No, I'm going to put put a fuck you with an anchor by Ailstorm. Fuck okay. you with a fucking anchor. Well, I'm trying to think I'm of something. Right okay. the balls. Well, I mean, uh, they're putting blasphemous songs I listen to. One's called "I'm Going to Hell" for this one. I'm gonna put that in there, but um. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's far out. All right, so I gotta tell you this story. This is some hold on, hold bullshit. On. So, is this part of the the small the um the small business thing we're helping with this story? Oh shoot, man! <laughs> I haven't even gone to small business yet. Thank you for stopping me. Let's talk small businesses. I like helping small businesses, including this business today called Valhalla Horns. Valhalla Horns is. Based right out of the wonderful, you know what? It doesn't tell me where they're based out of because it's all on the website. So okay. they're, usually at Renaissance, they're usually at Renaissance Festival, Pirate Festivals, stuff like that. And uh, there are descriptions like this. Looking for a horn or maybe some new feast wear? Do yourself a favor. Take a look at Vala Horns. Vala Hala Horns, then please shop around. You'll be back, we promise. We know as we have the best quality at the best prices you're going to find anywhere these guys basically make horns 
and things to hold on to the horns uh, for you for your drinking pleasure for you know Renaissance festival and stuff like that. You look pretty badass. Oh, they even make silverware. They make um, mugs, cups, pendants. They even do leather work. Uh, it's all handmade, and the guys are just some of the nicest bearded fellows that you'll ever meet in your life. So if you need some horns, if you need some pouches, if you need something for anything coming up for costumes, or if you just want to look cool, you know, give them a look. You can go to Valor Horns, which is V-A-L-H-A-L-L-A-H-O-R-N-S.com or Valor Horns at, or at Valor Horns on Facebook. So what was I going to tell you? You said there's a story. story to tell me. I've quit. Okay. Okay. This is cool, though. I, I don't know if Topher is watching us or anything like that today uh, because he has been working nonstop because he's got a new job uh, with uh, Afro Man. Oh, yeah. You told you me know he's Afro like Man, his, right? he's a, is that he like personal assistant to Afro Man? Yeah, pretty much right now because uh, Afro Man is driving around Oklahoma doing Smoke Oklahoma. And he's got two. And he just like he was just like, Yeah, man, I'm with I'm with Afro Man and it's cool, you know. And I'm like, You're not with Afro Man. He goes, No, man, I'm like with Afro Man. And then he sends me a video yeah. of them at <laughs> yeah. IHOP yeah. with uh Afro Man ask uh, tell, talking about a cheeseburger omelet he had one time and he his munchies were kicking in so good that he really wanted a cheeseburger omelet again. And so he like then another video got sent to me of uh, Afro Man describing the uh, cheeseburger omelet to a waitress at an IHOP in uh, Yukon, I think it's Yukon, Oklahoma. And I thought it was the funniest shit ever, man. <laughs> like, because to be honest, this past week I've been doing nothing but stuff around the house, so I don't have any great stories or anything to really talk about this yeah. past week. But um, uh, but I just I laughed so hard, dude. I, I was just, I was gassing. I've told everybody that story, I think, all week long. It's been my go-to for the week. Nothing happened for me, but one day, the internet was out. You know how I work from home? So I had to fucking, it's going to make sound like such an asshole, but had to actually go in the office Monday and Tuesday to, to work. Aww. It was. Uh, I was like, I was like, yeah, people were like, boo-hoo, you had to go in the office. So I'm like, but I'm so used to work from home. So that fucking really fucking sucked it. And, you know, it's just... You had to dress up in your, your, your button-up shirt and your yeah, doing that dress I was the only person there besides the president of this company. Not like the president of the U.S., but president of the company. And he was there. He let me in. And then the second day, he was there for, like, two hours and then just left. And I was gone alone for, the like, the rest of the day. I didn't know that. It was just... Oh, you could have been butt-naked in there, huh? I could have done constant... I mean, there's cameras in there. But, like... It it really fucking sucked, and uh, I'm I was really mad at Google Google, but they're gonna make it up to me somehow. Um, Is that what they said? Yeah. Is Google gonna make it up to you? They're, they're gonna make up. They're gonna give me credit for those two days, times two, like for, towards my bill. So really, yeah, for those two days though. Oh, it's not. It's not like the whole nice. month. Nice. But uh, other than that, um, they should just give you the month for free. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Everyone, it's just whatever. everyone's gearing up for Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, you know, Thanksgiving is what next Thursday. Next, next Thursday, I can't wait, dude. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna be so we're, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna do ours next Thursday, everybody. So instead, we're gonna be doing it next Sunday. Yeah, we'll, we'll, is what we're planning we'll, on. We'll be talking about Ghostbusters and what the other one is, the King Richard, right? That's the yeah. one. You know what I hate? This is one thing I hate. I'm gonna talk about this for a second. Is streaming 
I hate streaming. The, you know why? That's, that's why, because why? Like streaming services. Yeah, there's so many of them. Because I because no no it's not just that there's so many of them because I've noticed a pattern for the last two years and it's smart business wise I get why they do it but I hate it. What do you hate about it? If there's a sequel coming out, everything oh, gets pulled. Yeah, and then it gets boosted up by like two or three dollars a oh, movie. Yeah, like, like, if you want to watch example, Ghostbusters one or two. They're gone. They're gone. Expect to pay for them. Usually, there's usually on platforms every all the time. I have not ever had a problem trying to find Ghostbusters to watch. But now you have to pay for it. I own. I own the first two Ghostbusters on DVD still. It's part of my collection because I have the collector's edition ones. But uh, you know, I want to watch it while I'm going to sleep. I don't have a DVD player in my bedroom. Yeah. So it's like, um, so I was trying to look for it, and I was like, fuck. What the hell, guys? You know, so I had to go download them because I was just like, I'm not going to pay $4.99 every time I want to watch Ghostbusters again. Man, I, you know, I, uh, I know that's one of the movies I can probably know. I know by heart, you know, one and two, actually. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, this was a very important movie growing up. I can't wait for the sequel. Um, it's one of the few things I can say. Uh, I know the fourth Ghostbusters. Who believes it? Mm. Here's a wrestling thing, and it's kind of funny. Um, so there's a group called the Young Bucks. They're called they're the ones that own that started All Elite Wrestling, mm-hmm. and they do a show every week called Being the Elite. And one of the wrestlers uh, of the Young Bucks, named Nick Jackson, of the two brothers Matt and Nick Jackson, he started in the last two weeks. Every time a telemarketer calls him, he answers the phone and then records it, and he's like, he's like, hello, hello. <laughs> I can't hear you. I can't hear you. <laughs> you know, like, it's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's funny it's, shit. It's I love wrestling. Anyway, wrestling's awesome. Did you know that? Yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about the edge like, the other day. Um, On this day, I see clearly, because my friend has come to life. That's just theme song uh edge yeah yeah like i said to you okay um we'll make this short and sweet because we'll jump into the movies i know people don't give a fuck about wrestling (laughs) yeah don't give a fuck about wrestling but chris asked me if i ever liked uh if i liked the wrestler named edge and i gave him the answer i want to read it it. a paragraph because i asked i showed to my wife my asked me if like edge and he goes this is his answer and it's over the whole screen (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm going to pull it up, and I'm going to read it, because I want to read it in the voice that I was thinking. Okay, was well, in. first you got to say what I said before that. And then... Okay. I was like, um, why does the edge, you said, why does the edge, not edge, Sorry. wrestle even though he's not medically clear? I go, he is medically clear. He had, he wasn't nine, seven years ago. He had a neck surgery that it all healed up all the bone fusions and his, yeah. all the spurs got it all out of his neck. And it took him this long to come back to be able to wrestle. He's been working this whole time to be a re- become a wrestler again. Yeah. Is that weird? Seven years. So long time. Uh, you know? And you're like, I was like, yeah, but you said, man, his body has taken a beating. I was like, yeah, but he's healed up. Look at this. And I showed you pictures mm-hmm. of him with his awesome eight-pack that he has now at the age of 44. Yeah. And uh, I was, And you're like, you like that guy. 
And my response, this is funny. I swear to you, this is more than just wrestling funny. This is sarcastically awesome funny. Do you mean, do I like the guy who started as a loner goth guy that came out through a crowd to a song that started with, you think you know me, with the gothic underground techno music? Then he switched to being a vampire in a group named The Brood, then became a part of the Undertaker's satanic ministry, that then became the 14-time tag team champion, one time being with Hulk Hogan. He also helped create one of the most popular hardcore matches of all time, TLC, a.k.a. Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, who then became a solo act, who became the R-rated superstar with hot... Um, with hot lady, oh, that was that was a misprint. Hot lady Alita on his side after he cashed in his first, the first ever Money in the Bank briefcase on John Cena after the first ever Ultimate Elimination Chamber match. Then the next night had a live sex act show with Lita. The next night on Monday Night Raw. Then the first time, then the first uh, at the at this time, his theme music was "Never Gonna Stop" by Rob Zombie. Then switched to Alter Bridge's "Mendeley List." Then Good Guy beat the heel champ. Then turned Good Guy beat the heel champ for the reigns at World Heavyweight Champion and the most reigns as World Heavyweight Champion in history before making a surprise return in 2019. That guy, you think I like him? Hmm. So yeah, I saw, I read all that. I'm like, okay. Yeah, Neil likes him a lot. <laughs> I just never even he's literally him. called a rated R superstar, man. I mean, he's, how could I not? He's you. Um, but yeah. you know what else? Do we know what wasn't rated R? The Red Notice. The Red Notice is rated PG-13, directed by... Uh, <laughs> who was it? Directed by Rawson Marshall Thurber. And, um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, he has an English sound name, but he's English. But he directed... Um, what else he directed? He's directed... Directed um, Where the Millers 2, which is coming out. Uh, Dodgeball. You remember Dodgeball, right? Yeah. Central Intelligence, Skyscraper, Manchild. Ooh, yeah, so Skyscraper's we, a great movie. He's, def- <laughs> he's definitely worked The Rock before. Um, uh, he's worked The Rock before. Uh, also, he has Dwayne so Johnson. This, if you want to say that he's um auteur, I guess so, because he didn't wrote this, starring... The amazing, the incredible Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The rocks you see here no. in the river are sick. Huh? No, no. What? No. What? You never say the incredible. It's not incredible. It's the most electrifying man in all of sports entertainment, The Rock. The rocks you see here in the river are sandstone, but some people just take them for granted. <laughs> it's also stars Ryan Reynolds as Nolan Booth. Great. Stuck in an elevator with five guys on a high protein diet. Oh, wait. Yeah, so, and also uh, stars the always beautiful, always sexy, always great, amazing Gal Gadot. Always wonderful. Always wonderful. She's great. I am not with you. You would knowingly sacrifice all those lives. Yeah, and um, also this stars. um. Uh, Rita Arias, Inspector Vashi, um, Vincent D'Amato, uh, Chris Demon, man, I can't say that name. Chris Demonatopoulos, right? That's right. Uh, Ivan McCop, Raphael Pertardi, and a bunch of other people, but really the main people, the only people you need to know are Dwayne, Ryan, and Gal. Uh, why don't you go ahead and read the story on this, pal? Oh, there's a storyline? There is. Oh, it's, it's a big storyline. It's a Look Netflix storyline. Look at that. 
When an Interpol issued Red Notice, the highest level warrant to hunt and capture the world's most wanted, goes out, the FBI's top profiler, John Hartley, Dwayne Johnson, is on the case. His global pursuit finds him smack dab in the middle of a daring heist where he's forced to partner with the world's greatest art thief, Nolan Booth, Ryan Reynolds, in order to catch the world's most wanted art thief, the Bishop, a.k.a. Gal Gadot. And the high-flying adventure that ensues takes the trio around the world, across the dance floor, trapped in a secluded prison into the jungle, and worst of all for them, constantly into each other's company. So what to say about this movie? It was released on Netflix, I think, over last Friday, right? Like Number one highest debut for a movie in Netflix history. Uh, so first off, uh, what what happens with Dwayne and Ryan Reynolds is that they, they sort of play themselves, right? Like that's what I got from it. They played, what what is going on out there? There's my printer just started printing. <laughs> is it is it is it say I mean the call is coming from inside the house? Is that what it says? No, it was up. Updating, okay. updating its installed apps. I don't know. It happens. To <laughs> okay. me. I live in a house. So, uh, Dwayne and Ryan Reynolds—they sort of play themselves in some right? Like, like, like you're not gonna get like it's sort of like a a uh, PG-13 Deadpool type character. And Dwayne R. Johnson just plays Dwayne. Mm, was it PG-13 though? Yeah, was, P- yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent PG-13. Um, yeah. So this could have been better if it's R-rated. Yeah, it could have been very it, it was it was neutered. It was also and here's how I described it. And I don't mm-hmm. I don't really feel like this. I thought it was it was Deadpool for normies. Like that's that's what I got from it. Like like I don't I don't feel like it was Deadpool for normies. I uh, feel like this was three people who all love each other because mm-hmm. they all have worked with each other yeah. at some point, at some point in all their histories. And they all three just wanted to work together. Someone made a pretty simple plot, you know, with a couple of twists in there. Let's be honest, there are a couple of little twists. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, like the ending. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you know, there's there's like one big twist I didn't really see coming too much. Yeah, is that the ending you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, like yeah, that makes total sense that, that that's what happened. But, um... These three played really well off of each other. Yeah, there's now, a, the, the the Dwayne and Rock Johnson, and Dwayne and uh, Ryan Reynolds. It, it's hard not to like them because they're so charming on screen. You know, like oh my gosh, yeah, I, uh, I've liked The Rock and everything he's ever done yeah, ever. Even they're the so charming, stuff. but this movie kind of not that good. <laughs> like, like yes, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is not a classic. This is not you know the this is not. I'd expected more from them, you know, like, and I mean, I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was because I obviously all three of them love each other. I've seen nothing. I've seen all their interviews since I watched this movie and, you know, they obviously all love each other. Get well, I guess gal and, and Dwayne have known each other for over 12 years now and they love each other. They, they talk to each other, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. It's, but um, 
I don't know what was missing from this movie, but there's something missing. And I, th- I don't know what it, I can't put my thumb on it, but I mean, okay, I so liked it. I liked this- it. All the one-liners from Ryan Reynolds. I, I laughed at Dwayne The Rock's um, repuddles. I, I laughed at Gal popping up and fucking with them. You know, like they, Maybe it just needed to be R-rated. Maybe they needed to get a little deeper on each other. So, you know so what I'm saying? Here's, here's the problem. It 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 was acted like it was more clever than it actually was. Because it wasn't that clever. Like like you know, for the reason Ocean's Eleven is so people like that movie so much, it's because how clever it was. You know, like at the yeah. end. They did, they tried to do that, but it didn't work for me. Um I and I, I like these actors. I like Al, I like Dwayne, I like Ryan, but they just didn't do it for me. This movie, like, of course they're charming, and they're gonna. It's just like everyone thinks that man, if uh, if Dwayne, if Rock and Ryan Reynolds get together, uh, you know, because you saw them a little bit in the Hobbs and Shaw, where Ryan would just show up and just start uh, saying shit. Right. Yeah, you think that would be a perfect, and that, I think that was the idea. It's like, hey, let's get the the Rock and Ryan Reynolds together, and we'll make a movie around it, which is not mm-hmm. to me not necessarily the good best thing you can do. It's more of like. I'll rate this fucking awesome movie and take these two fucking awesome people, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, I agree with you. I think maybe it was more of like the movie was written around them and not like the movie was written. And then they just grabbed the two of them and said, Hey, this is the two of you guys. You can be in this movie. So I read someone say like, if you go in this hoping for Skyfall, no, when this is this is a silly movie. This is it's the action. This okay. is a good action. All right, what what can I compare this to to make people understand? This is like no. This is exactly what you expect from a movie with Ryan Reynolds and Watt Johnson rated G thirteen. That's what you. This do. is Con Air. <laughs> this is yeah. For Con Air, you will still remember Con Air. That, that, I, that's that's the best way to say. It. It's not going to be a classic. It's not. But Con Air be is a classic people... though. Con Air is a classic. Is it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, dude. No, listen, 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 listen. In twelve years, twelve years, and twelve years. All right, stop arguing that point. I get it. Um, <laughs> this is Wolf with Jack Nicholson. Okay. Yeah. But uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's a movie that all right, that's a good movie. I liked it. It's good, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna, you know. Yeah, stand the test of time. Socks off. So the thing is about Red Notice is that it's it's very minor. I think in both their catalogs, uh, Red. I mean, it's it's like Rampage in that aspect that it's one. It's just a rock movie, and it's it's just there. Um, and you know, we, you, both, you and I love. What are you doing a weird face for when I try to say something? I don't know. I just, <laughs> but fun. Yeah, yeah, Dwayne and Ryan, like, like, of course, those people are the, they're charming actors. It's hard to not like them in the role they do. I'm sure the people out there that like couldn't stand it. I'm sure the people that they hate it. I didn't really like it that much, but I was, I, I wasn't mad. I watched it or anything. You know what I mean? You didn't like it? Not really. No. I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. <sighs> We, I, thought we I was talk- entertained. Were you not entertained? I wish I had that uh, that fucking um, that clip from Gladiator. Were you not entertained? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. Like I was almost falling asleep. Points really was. I was yawning a lot. But well, man, it's because you smoke shitty weed, dude. I didn't smoke. I don't smoke when I watch movies. You know this. Oh, I do all the time. I, I, I get super high. I know. And I'm just like, I was like, ah, is that right? No, I, I'm sober the whole time. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> um, you know, it's one of the coolest thing I did notice during this movie, though. What's that? Every time the Dwayne or Ryan was drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. they're both drinking their own brands of alcohol that they actually own. What what, what is uh, what is Ryan own? What kind of alcohol? Aviation gin, one of the best gins ever. I can never, I never, when I go to the liquor store to buy gin, I never buy it because it's like the, yeah, it's like, top shelf. Yeah. It's like, it's not top, top shelf, but it's like $35, $38 for a bottle. And then I can get the same size of bottle for like 15 bucks of a gin that I like. So it's like, what about, um, what does Dwayne own? He owns uh, Terramana Tequila. Terramana oh, Tequila. Just tequila. Okay. I mean, because yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of people hate gin. A lot of people hate tequila. I don't think you can drink tequila. I think you're the one that vomits when you drink tequila, right? Yes, I used to. Uh, um, but recently, in the last year or two, uh, when I've done or a couple of years, the last two or three years, um, when I do a shot of tequila, I can keep it down. Oh. So like. So, so that's good. Just so you guys know, me and uh, one of the early episodes of the show, Neil took a shot to on the show. He kept it down, but then when he got home, he threw it up. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I threw it up. Right? I, 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 I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the the formation of how they do the tequila. The the not the formation, but the, uh, the formula. The, the not the formula. The, the formant fermentation. Uh, fermentation. Thank you. Yeah, fermentation. Thank you. I said the word wrong. Yeah. I hate words. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys, you guys have some quotes for this? Yeah, let's get some quotes and get the get on with the show. Okay. No American cowboy stuff. Don't worry. I left my chaps at home. I know you're the slow, bald guy who's been chasing me. Uh, the boat's name. Did you see the boat's name that Ryan Reynolds was on? What was it? We're going to make it, Rose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up from to Titanic. Stuff like that was funny if you look in the background. I'm about to send you to the worst place in the world. What? Your Instagram account? Fuck. You a top? You. Are you a top or a bottom? Doesn't matter. The prison's going to decide for us both. <laughs> <laughs> No one knew Miley Cyrus was going to be there. It was completely unannounced show. Why you wearing the hairnet? You're why are you wearing the hairnet? You're bold. <laughs> um does the back of her head look like a giant pizza penis? The answer is yes. <laughs> I want you to remember one critical thing. I know everyone you work with and every member of your family. And I also know your browser history. I can send your mom a picture of your mouth sexing a goat. We both know this is all going to end up with you in handcuffs. Promises, promises. God, I have such a confusing erection right now. piss off for like a thousand years i lied to you i lied to her i lied to baby jesus oh wow we really got some dads yeah surprised we didn't both become strippers (laughs) i get that rudolph the red-nosed nazi guy is rumored to be the last person who held it 
thought that one was funny. Yeah. Does the bank of your head? Oh, sorry, that's wrong. I'm there. There we go. You know me. I was in the Game of Thrones. I'm Ed Sheridan, bitch. Ed Sheridan. Ed Sheridan. <laughs> you know what I think is funny? Vin Diesel's auditions tape for Cats, and yes, <laughs> it exists. <laughs> So, uh, all right, give me your score first. My man. score is going to be a 3.4. Oh, I get that. Yeah. I mean, I'm there with you. I'm, 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 I'm ready to go down to 3.3, honestly. Like, like it wasn't that good. Uh, it's, it's, it's not like the shittiest thing on the planet, but it's, it, if I weren't obligated to watch for the show, I don't know if I would have carved out the time for it. So, um, to be honest, I liked it. I thought it was a little bit better. I'm going to give it a 3.7. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is I want them to do a part two just because I want to see Ryan Reynolds, Gal Kadai, and Dwayne Johnson go at it again. Okay. It was, by any means, this was not Lethal Weapon. This was not uh, 48 Hours. This was not any of those you know classic movies where you put two oddballs together and let it run with it. Um, but... Um, Oh. It was awesome. I thought it was it was a fun movie. Um, it wasn't the worst. Believe me, there's a lot more movies. Maybe this year when we do our, our, our yearly thing, we do like the five worst movies we watched all year. Okay, that works. We'll do that too. Top ten, top ten, top and top five worst. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Um do now we're on Rotten Tomatoes. If you guys don't have to Civil War, Neil guesses the audience score, and I tell him he's wrong, all right. And he also gets the critic score. Um, I want you to guess the audience score in this movie. Oh, 62%. 92%. Holy shit! Really? Yeah, it's weird. Nice! Way to go! Uh, now, <laughs> what's the critic score in this movie? Uh, 52. 35%. I knew it was going to be low. Uh, red, I didn't uh, think it was going to be that low. Was there uh, bullshit? Red Note... Bullshit. Um, Red Notice's big budget and A-list cast add up to a slickly competent action comedy whose god ingredients only make it, make the middling results more disappointing. So, uh, I'm with them. Didn't really like the movie. Here we are. It's it's like I said. It's hard not to like Dwayne Johnson and Ryan Reynolds together because they're just so funny together. They're so funny. They're together. so good together. But they're I. So it's just like I said. I feel like it's. It's a normie action comedy for it's action comedy for normies, <laughs> you know, like like that's how I felt about it. Like like of course everyone's gonna like this movie, but I did I am not one of the people that really fell for it, but um, I fell for it, but uh you know, it's 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 what it is, and that so that was um Red is Notice. it really what it is Red Notice <laughs> Red Notice, but um uh you got you got, you got news for us, dude? Only if you want to touch me in my no no spot. This is the MTDS Movie News. Today, I will tell you a lot of stories, and Chris will love it as he's sucking on his shiner. So I don't know if you noticed, but um, they have um, they started now put out this Sunday put out holiday cheer, which has peaches and pecans in it. And I fucking love it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I bought it at um the Missy's, and the guy who came in, he's like, "You like that?" I'm like, "I love it." He goes. Me too. I, I bought a six pack last night and finished it off. That's how much I love all nature. 
So I'm very, very happy. Really? It's back. I'm glad. Was it really good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, I did. Did you touch your nose while you did it? Last time, last year, this is like I drank exclusively when I was drinking alcohol. And I let my yeah. father while I tried, and he's like, it's not that good. I'm like, are you kidding me? What's wrong with you? But um, here we are. Are you ready to uh, give me my first story that I can comment on? Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Has never been asked to be in the MCU. I didn't and he's this. wondering why. I did. Well, do you think he's too old now to be a superhero? He could be like a no, he can be anything. Here's the problem. First of all, they've never called me once. Nope, 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 not never. And I think if one of these days they will, they'd say, is there any way you'd consider playing like Secretary of Defense? You know, a guy who comes in and says, please help us with Ultraman. We can't survive. And I'd be <laughs> one of those guys. Well, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay. There's so many people coming to the MCU. Let's just pop Tom Hanks in there once. Do you, I mean, do you think he, I mean, I'm pretty sure he'd do it, right? Like, Tom Hanks is pretty game. He's also, like, a fucking... He, he's at the point where he can do anything in his career, and it wouldn't tarnish what he has. You know what I mean? No, because he's Tom fucking yeah, Hanks, yeah, dude. Yeah, He's he's America's... He played Mr. Rogers. All right, Let, let's... Let's not even talk about all the other great things he said. He'd play Mr. Rogers and nobody said, fuck you. Because Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers is like Bob Ross. You don't touch him. You don't come near them. He's like America's sweetheart. He's the sweetheart, only guy. Right? He's like America's sweetheart. Yeah, he's America's sweetheart, period. Love it. <laughs> all right. So the actual full trailer was released yesterday for Spider-Man. No way home. Did how you did see I, it? How did I not see this? Like, this is like the final trailer before it actually comes out. No, the first big trailer, the first real trailer. I have to take a look. Not uh, the one that was accidentally leaked that they gave to Comic Con. Okay, I'll like the first one. I'd pay attention because. Oh my God! Everyone is in this fucking movie. Literally everyone. Is Tom Hardy in it? I can't go see the trailer, man. I can't, I can't, I can't sit there. I, I don't want to ruin it for people that don't want to be spoiled, but I'm going to tell you right now, if they don't do a Sinister Six movie mm-hmm. after this, I don't know. This is their opportunity, bro. Cause I, I saw all the villains in the background and I don't, I mean, there's, there's Easter egg things where people dig deep dive into it, but a uh, man, um, if you want to see what's coming up with the new Spider-Man movie, go take a look. Seriously, it is worth it. Uh, real quick, for people who want to know how my Chicago trip was, I had a great time. Just <laughs> I didn't mention that I got back from Chicago. I saw Jeff. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jesus. Yeah. How was your Chicago trip? It was fine, dude. We stayed in Lakeview the whole time. Walked everywhere. You, you did what? We stayed in Lakeview most of the time. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I went and saw Jeff Rosenstock and went and saw a play. It was a uh, bug, which is great. It's also based on, I mean, the play and the movie, movie is made based off the play. You know, it's really cool. But uh, yeah, um, the, the rock and all that shit. But, uh, but yeah. Um, That's cool, man. Yeah. I, I think she's like the rich part of Chicago, though. It's like, it's also the hip part. So my feet still hurt. So, so, so it's good times. Good, good, good. That's good stuff. Production company A24 mm-hmm. is going to be doing the fantasy epic known as The Legend 
I might pronounce this wrong, of Ochi, Ochai, Ochai, O-C-H-I, O-C-H-I. Ochi, I guess. Ochi, yeah. Ochi. And it's a famous anime and game. And the synopsis is Legend of Ochiha follows a young girl who runs away from home and learns to communicate with elusive animal species known as the Ochiha. Composer and dirty um, and and dirty projectors founder David is creating an original score. Dirty projectors, um, uh, a pretty they were. Pretty it's going to be directed by Isaiah Saxon, but it's all A twenty four. I figured you'd want to know that because you're a big A twenty four fan. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I I follow movies they make for sure. So yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I guess I mean another another horror movie icon. Is coming alive. Who? The reboot troop treatment is getting done for Pumpkinhead. Woo! Pumpkinhead! I have a, a confession to make. You don't know who Pumpkinhead is. I, I've never seen any Pumpkinhead movies. Yeah, okay. Anyway, it's a remake of Stan Winston's Pumpkinhead has been in the card since 2017, and it finally looks like Paramount is moving forward. Um, after Paranormal Activity, The Next of Kin, Orphan First Kill, Pet Cemetery Prequel, and, you know, of course, The Mile Mire. There, what? There's uh, Halloween. There's so many different things that are being rebooted right now. Screen. I'm going to dive headfirst into a uh, embankment, a highway embankment, if they ever try to re- remake Trick or Treat. I really am. The 2007 movie? Yeah. Oh, man. I recently just watched that for the first time ever. Really? Yeah, I never, I never knew that it's existed. So good, I saw dude. the character. I saw the character at a dispensary. We were giving away concert tickets, and really, like they gave away that, like five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's and so I was like, good, I got to see whatever that is, and I did. It's but, really good, right? Uh, director Doug. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really good. It's yeah. a, an anthology, yeah, you yeah. know, of stories that's being told that all come together at the end. Yeah. I wish I knew a movie like that. Maybe we'll talk about one like that or later on in this podcast. Oh, maybe we anyway, will. Maybe we will. All right. Doug Lehman, mm-hmm. the director of Edge of Tomorrow, yeah, Doug Lehman, yeah. is doing a reboot. Why is he making the sequel Edge of Tomorrow? <laughs> Why can't he do that? He's making a reboot. Okay. Of one of the greatest movies of the 1980s. I can't guess Road it. House. What? Roadhouse. Oh, okay. So who, have they cast it at all? No, not yet. But they got a director. What else do you need? Who would you get, okay, who would you get to be the Patrick Swayze character nowadays? You to pick someone. <sighs> Man. If he's always young, because he can't be Ryan Reynolds, he's like 40-something. No, it can't be Matthew McConaughey, because he's older. And Ryan Gosling, I think, is a little bit older, too. So we need to pick, like, it can't be, I can't, something can't be, it can't be, right? I was thinking Tom Holland. Zac and, Efron. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Oh. Zach Efron. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. All right. Lethal Weapon 5 will be going directly to streaming services. It will not be uh, going to the movie theater. So take that with what it is. I mean, it's Lethal Weapon 5. Hopefully they do good. But who's directing it? I know who's directing it. I know who's directing it. 
I don't know. I didn't look at I know, that. I, I know who is. I know news stories and moved well, along, know, dude. Uh, well, Mel Gibson's directing. Really the yeah, Mel Gibson's. Oh, yeah. Actually, that is one of the other news stories. <laughs> yeah. I was just now looking at my list of news stories. I'm sorry. I got a lot of news stories. I'm trying to go through them as quick as possible. Daredevil talent. Um, Daredevil is getting a reboot. Good, because the first one's Disney+. Plus. Wait, hold on. Did you like Daredevil? You're the one that liked the movie, right? You liked the original Daredevil? Uh, I liked the director's cut. But the TV series was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, well, I'm the TV saw... series, a reboot on um, uh, the Daredevil movie, uh, TV series on Netflix was ridiculous. Uh, I, saw the, the I saw the movie with my friend, of all time. and he was like, that was awesome. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That movie I already moved on to the TV series that was completely fucking awesome. Yeah, TV series is great. I would be kind of tired of you dissing me because I like something. Um, well, I'm not, tired of you dissing me for like in the people. dark night. We're not, we're not bullies, dude. We're not bullies. Bullies? What's a bully? bully? A bully. A bully. Oh no! What the hell, dude? Can you not hear me? Have you seen the gift? Am I not speaking the words out of my mouth? Real quick, have you anyway. seen the Have you seen the gift? Uh, I I send people gifts all the time. No, the movie, the gift with um, with uh, my boy uh, Jason Bateman, and what's the other guys? I'm too drunk to remember. Let's move on. Very <laughs> drunk, kid. All right, cool. Let's get through these. Okay. Uh, Sylvester Stallone is returning to Guardians of the Galaxy for Volume Three. I, I can't wait to see what his part is going to be. Uh, I, I mean, I can't wait for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Both of them. There's a awesome. TV show. Yeah. There's a TV show from um, the great country of England. Uh, the 1960s British TV series called The Champions is being reboot. It's a cult favorite TV show. And the two main stars to be playing in this reboot will be Ben Stiller and Kate Blanchett. Interesting. Right? Champions is a long-forgotten gym that will be executed in the next generation the same uh, strange way. Uh, most of it... Uh, gosh dang it. And then the original people... series... <laughs> and then when people... The first minute... Okay. The original story was International Intelligence Agency based in Guinevere. The Their first mission as a Guinevere, team investigates the potential... Geneva. It was Geneva. Thank you. <laughs> Stop making fun of me. As they, I'm having a low brain activity day today, man. I'm sorry. Have you smoked I'm trying yet? Have you best. smoked yet? No, I haven't done anything. <laughs> I, I've been doing nothing but hard freaking labor work for the, like the last four days straight. Okay. Um, when they were... All right, anyway, the first mission as a team investigated a potential lethal experiments in the communist China, so I guess that's what it's kind of like about. I have no idea. I've never heard of this before. I bet when but we try I, to watch it to prepare for the actual reboot, of what happens, uh, oh, you have to pay like 20 bucks to watch it. Yeah. So. Um, the story I'm missing, and I can't find it for some reason, is that... Um, Patrick Stewart and um, I don't have it anywhere. I can't find it anywhere. I, I, I saw it earlier and I didn't save it and I should have. Uh, Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman have both signed on to repraise the roles really? as Wolverine and, and Professor X in the MCU. Mm. Mm. I'm going to need some proof of that. I'm not saying you're wrong. 
It just sounds... no, no, no. I'm not. It's seriously there. The, uh, I, I read it earlier and I I didn't save it. I was going to save it. And I didn't because I was doing house shit or doing stuff. But it was um, literally they both signed on for two movies. Really? Yeah, I'm down. You ever heard of a movie called Naked Gun? Oh, I know. I know exactly what the next movie is going to be in this. Do you, have you ever heard of a movie called Airplane? Yeah, I've heard of both those movies. Creator is now developing a new spoof movie. David Zucker, the co-creator of the classic spoof movies Naked Gun and Airplane, is developing a new comedy called The Star of Militia. What's the, what's the spoofing? Set in the late 1940s, America Militia follows prizefighter Joe Medina, newly released from prison for killing his opponent in the ring as he pursues his love, Harriet Evans, to Hollywood. High, uh, hitchhiking west, he accidentally gains possession of a highly sought-after but cursed gemstone known as the Star of Militia and, pursues, and proceeds at, on an accidental murder spree, leaving a trail of people he never intended to kill. I'll watch that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the Red Notice's director yeah. really, really wants to do an MCU movie with the Incredible Hulk versus Wolverine. I'll watch that too. <laughs> uh, all day long. All day long. All right. Last but not least, okay. you're obviously bored with this. Let's talk about your favorite movie here in a second. But first, let's talk about this last new favorite segment. Movie. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Dude, it's a Wes Anderson movie. You love Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, Jerry Garcia. Do you know who that guy is? I know who Jerry Garcia is. He was the guitar player when they found the members of the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. How many fingers did he have? I mean, it sounded like he had a million. <laughs> he had nine. Mm-hmm. He got his ring finger... Cut off from an axe from his brother when he was a kid. Well, his brother's dickhole. <laughs> well, I mean, it was an accident. So, did you mind? Martin Scorsese is going to be directing a Grateful Dead biopic movie mm-hmm. for Apple TV. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's doing two movies for Apple TV here because of the Flower Moon. And who is playing mm-hmm. Jerry Garcia? Yep. So he already cast Jerry Garcia. Mm-hmm. So I said the names Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. Jerry Garcia, Apple TV. Who, who is playing Jerry Garcia? Think about Jerry Garcia, what he looks like, who his embodiment. He's a big teddy bear kind of guy. Jonah Hill. How the fuck did you know that? I saw that you over here. Yeah, right yeah. over here. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, Chris. You ruined it. All right, we're done with news. Oh, we are? Okay. <laughs> that was the internet news that was across the world, and I read it to Chris. Now he's super drunk and wants to talk Wes Anderson. So first of all, I saw this. Uh, we're talking about uh, Christmas Bass Rick by Wes Anderson. Written by Wes Anderson, story by Wes Anderson, Roman Coppola, Hugh Ganson, Jason Schwartzman, obviously. But I wanted to mention that um that I seen this it's me like three weeks ago. Time out. Slow down your words, dude. You're a little drinky. 
and you're, you're, okay. you're rushing your words, just slow down a little bit because you're getting mumbled. All right. So I love we're, you. We're talking about the French Dispatch of the Louisville, mm-hmm. Kansas Evening Morning Sun. What is it? Oh my gosh, you should know you're the one that lives only a couple miles from where it's from. <laughs> the French Dispatch of the Liberty, Kansas Evening Sun. Okay. So uh, this came out a while back. Neil was only able to see it just recently because it, for some reason, it was slowed down by a week or two when it came to Can- to Tulsa, right? Yeah, I have no idea why. Directed by Wes Anderson, screenplay by Wes Anderson. Story played Maybe by they're showing so many screens of like Shang Chi yeah, and yeah. freaking Eternals, and yeah. you know it happens. So, um, also written by Wes Anderson, Roman Coppola, Hugo Guinness, and Jason Schwartzman. Um, these are all pretty much always collaborators of Wes Anderson. If you guys don't know Wes Anderson is, I don't know what to tell you. Like he's he's, he's really you don't know what to tell him. Here, I'll tell him okay. since you don't know what to tell him. Gosh, that's weird. Uh, if you don't know who Wes Anderson, I don't know what to tell you. Literally, you are like the guy who should be able to tell them who okay. Wes Anderson. Rushmore, Thrill Ten Bombs, Darjeeling Limited, The Life Aquatic, which we you came to my house and watched on my birthday. Um, the Isle, The Isle of Dogs, Moon Moonrise Kingdom, Fantastic, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Mr. Fox. Yeah, I mean, to tell. Uh, he is the guy that has made every weird fucking movie you thought that was weird in the last 10 years. That really quiet girl that was really cute but never spoke. Her favorite, her favorite filmmaker is Wes Anderson. Her Innocent. favorite movie. Her favorite movie. It's all the movies that Bill Murray has been in in the last 10 years. Uh, Except for Zombieland. Let's go ahead and uh, <laughs> we'll play the clips. Uh, this stars fucking Bill Murray. And the idea of a trilogy was something, as an artist, you think the great ones. Godfather and uh, Lethal Weapon. Also, this stars Tilda Swinton. Okay. Welcome, Donald. Welcome to Snuff, where we are teaching the strong-willed man how to dress, think, eat, fuck. Do you- and also, uh, it also stars Benicio Del Toro. I've never killed a man. And also, Jeffrey Wright. I am the Watcher. I am your guide. And uh, this also stars Adrian Brody, Lisa Du, Francis McDormand, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Matthew Emmerich, uh, Owen Wilson, Henry Winkler, Smith. Christoph Waltz. Fucking- whoa, 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 whoa. When you say Harry Winkler, Henry Winkler, you got to say it a little bit differently. Dude. You got to give him Henry Winkler. Hey! Hey, the Fonz. Hey. Yeah, I'm that guy. Uh, Lou <laughs> Schreiber. Uh, who we talked about? Lou Schreiber was in um, Wolverine Origins, right? Who? Lou Schreiber. He was a Sabretooth, right? Lou Schreiber? Yeah. Wom Defoe, Edward Norton, Stuart Ronan, and uh, Elizabeth Moss, Jason Schwartzman. Like, everyone who's been in a Wes Anderson film is also in this movie. Oh, besides Luke. And anybody, I mean, Edward Norton, William Defoe. Yeah, I yeah. mean, this list just goes on and on and on. And it was hard even to pick up who I was going to do because we only do like four or five clips per movie. I'd literally do a clip. Like, we, if I had enough time and effort, I would have done a clip for like 90% of this cast. Yeah, dude, they're also good. But uh, let me read the storyline yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Uh, a love letter to journalists set in an outpost of an American newspaper in a fictional. 20th century French city that brings to life a collection of stories published in the French Dispatch magazine. 
it's like all Wes Anderson films. It's really su- super bizarre. But this is uh, interesting as in- I don't think it was super bizarre. I think it had bizarre parts. But if you know Wes Anderson, yeah, you know, so, like we do. Yeah, if you know Wes Anderson, you're not going to think it's super out of character because it... it it looks like a Wes Anderson movie, like, um, but no, you know, it looks like four Wes Anderson movies because there are four distinct parts of this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So, I mean, not to give too much of a mm-hmm. spoiler of this movie, but this movie is an anthology. Mm-hmm. It has a main overlook story, mm-hmm. and then it has three separate stories like, over the major art. They're like articles of the of the paper. Right. The best articles in the newspaper, I think, was what, what they're yeah. indicating here. Mm-hmm. Like, these were the best of that section of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. I think uh, one was, like, taste. Yeah. Taste so, and dining. One was... So this, I'm trying to remember them all. So, uh, so the thing is, this movie is supposed to be a... Uh, it's supposed to be modeled after New Yorker. But they went ahead and did mm-hmm. West Anderson by saying, hey, this is for the Liberty, the Liberty Kansas, the French Dispatch for that foreign paper, you know, like, so of course yeah. it's, it's uh, got it's all kinds of stuff in this, but, um, I was, uh, when I, well, I settled right in, right. When I sat down the movie, I knew exactly from the first 10 minutes what I was getting into, you know, um, it's very funny, but like in the, but the thing about the West Anderson, he's not laugh out loud funny. He's sort of pleasant, you know, charming, that sort of thing. Um, but I'm actually really interested to hear what you had to say about this movie. It was a movie. I watched it. Okay. All right. <laughs> one. I was in a packed theater for one of the packed first theater? times. Really? Packed. I wow. had people almost fucking elbow to elbow, dude. Well, wow, I didn't know I that. Literally, when, like, did, I, when did I, you I, see it? Last week two, or something? There's a guy sitting here in Tulsa, dude, at fucking 730. They only <laughs> played it twice a day. They played it twice a day as the second showing of it. Okay. And and there was people literally, you know how um, the seating is uh-huh. where you, there's two seats that are yeah. together, yeah, yeah, AMC? Yeah. There's somebody at the end of the seats here and the end of the seats there, and we all had our own spots. We're yeah. all very separated from each <laughs> yeah. other. And um, so that was cool. Um, but um, at first I thought I was going to have a problem. I thought people were going to talk a lot and stuff. But then I realized I was in a room of other people that have watched Wes Anderson. Yeah. Because when the silly shit came up, oh, no. and, I, and I don't need the, the big laugh parts. Uh-huh. You know, we know the big laugh uh-huh. parts. But when the shit, silly shit came up, that the ones that know Wes Anderson and know how to look at those uh-huh. little silly fucking parts and have fun with it, we laughed. Yeah. And I, 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 like, right away, I was laughing at something, and there's, like, five other people in the movie theater laughing. And we're talking, there's, like, 30, 40 people in this fucking little movie uh-huh. theater. And I just, like, kind of looked at them like, yeah, you're my guy. Yeah. You're my dude. I, we get each yeah. other. We yeah, know yeah. each other. Yeah. We get it. Um, this movie was awesome. Um, I will put this easily, easily top three ever Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. I, I had a hard time figuring out where to put this in the Wes Anderson, um, Pantheon. Uh, Because this is one, it's, uh, it's probably the 
it's most Royal Dead Bombs, Life Aquatic, and this. I think these are the, the those are the top three Wes Anderson movies now. Um, if this is not in my top ten at the end of the year when we do it here in a month, you don't know. I I would be very surprised. Yeah. I'd have to. It's something. Something's gonna have to push it out because this was one of my favorite Wes Anderson movies I think I've ever watched. It's like it's not a, only the acting. Ahead. The acting is perfect. Like like everyone played their part so. Uh, they knew folk. they were in a Wes Anderson yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. They knew, like even uh, the the young guy, uh, Timothy Chalamet. Uh, yeah. yeah, he played his part to a freaking he, team. Here's man. why Wes Anderson wrote that part for him. When he wrote that part, he's oh, like, yeah. yeah, and it's it's when he wrote that part, he's like, I, didn't know, I had no one else in mind but Timothy Chalamet. But the thing is, like everyone in this, like it, I just I was. I can understand people saying people are saying this is the most Wes Anderson movies like ever. Like Wes Anderson and Wes Anderson movies, and that's fine because I love Wes Anderson. And uh, I yeah, and to be honest, um, this is um, why I like Wes Anderson. Why he created his own genre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. There is nothing like a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing you can compare it to. And yet, if someone tried to make a, if someone tried to make a Wes Anderson movie, they could, but it wouldn't be a Wes Anderson movie. Like, there's yeah, because he films in a way where 3D looks 2D. Yeah, where he makes it look like um, an example. And this is not ruining parts of the movie or anything like that. This is just an example. Is there's a scene where there's a waiter walking up the um a uh, uh up to the fifth floor i think yeah, it yeah. was of a building yeah and the reaction and action of what he has to go through reminds me of um one of those machines uh the where it does the hardest task to do the simplest oh, task. oh yeah the uh god what's that called god uh, i can't remember off the top okay, of my head right yeah, now uh, foliacci foliacci yeah. machine yeah, or something I, I like know that. go ahead go ahead yeah, yeah, but and that's what it reminded me of because, like, this waiter is just trying to do the simplest task of taking up these. It looked like six or seven drinks up to this top floor. Yeah, and he's trying to like go up to it, and like he had to go through this. He had to pull a ladder down. He had to, you know, and Rube Goldberg is just thinking of Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and and by any means. I absolutely, as soon as this movie started, I was in. Yeah. I was, like, into it. It's an adorable movie. It, it's also very interesting. And, uh, I, dude, I couldn't, I can't, uh, that's, uh, that third story with Jeffrey Wright, though, I was, that's probably my favorite story of all three of them. I liked all three. Oh, dude, you know, and you know what? And walking out of the theater, uh-huh. I was listening to other people talk because I kind of slowly walk out. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I want to hear, I, I like hearing that reaction mm-hmm. from people. And, people thought the opposite. Really? Yeah. Like even when I was in the men's room, like I heard three guys talking and they're like, I really liked the first two stories. Mm. The third one was bad. And to me, I agree with you. Though. Yeah. My thing was like, I know like how the story started with Jeffrey, Wright. Yeah. Like it was like, it was slow building, mm. but when it got to like the revolution mm. or, you know, the, you know, the climax or yeah, the falling yeah, action, yeah. whatever, what do you want to call it? Yeah. I knew it was going to pay off yeah. because I know Wes Anderson. I know Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. And it did pay off. It paid off immensely. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause especially 
since he had like Bill Murray staring at him going, this is not what I asked you to write. <laughs> and he's like, but did you read it? Yeah. It, <laughs> you know, like, and not, and not those exact words. I but, do like, you know, like he'll also words. add that part. Uh, no, add that part <laughs> to the story. Yeah. yeah. So like, um, I was, I, yeah, I was super enthralled. I was very pleased with it. Um, of course it's a Wes Anderson fan dream. It's yeah. Yeah. And I know, I, I really don't know who he's going to go. I know he already finished his second movie after this. And you know, stars in the movie after this. Tom Hanks is the lead in the next movie. Called Yeah. Uh, two. Huh? Who do you say? Tom Hanks is going to be in the next Wes Anderson. T Hanks. T Hanks. Tanks. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for Hanks. Thanks is going to be in the next one. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I, I, I'm just saying, um, Wes Anderson can keep doing Wes Anderson movies if they're like this. Because to be honest, uh, I mean, even uh, what was his latest one? Wasn't it uh, Isle of Dogs? Even though it was clay animation, yeah, yeah. Like I loved Isle of Dogs and Moonrise Kingdom, my Grand Budapest Hotel. Even like, like, oh man, I mean, like all of them are really good, and it just seems like he's getting better. It's like. The best way I could compare Wes Anderson to anyone would be like comparing him to like Stanley Kerbuck, Kubrick, I guess. Yeah, Kubrick film, yeah, I guess. Kubrick. Yeah, I can see that. Like, because he's so it's so idiosyncratic, you know. Like, like um, if you if you see um, The Shining, you'll be like, oh, that's a Kubrick film, and you see 2001: The Space Odyssey. Yeah, that's a Kubrick film. But it's hard to think for me to think of someone as so idiosyncratic as Wes Anderson. His movies. And there's so many. There's so many. And this is the thing about Wes Anderson. There are so many little things happen. And there's even stuff um, I did not have time. I wrote down notes yeah. to even look it up. Yeah. And I did not have time because of everything I'm going through this week. Yeah. But there's stuff that I know I'm going to miss. Dude. That I saw little things. And I know Wes Anderson. He throws he throws things in there that is like a Easter egg behind an Easter egg behind an Easter egg. And you gotta know the three dimensions of what's going on. And you get and you'll get a laugh out of it if you research it. it and it's it's for the very specific audience and um I I was super pleased with it. I don't want to give anything away because I feel like I feel like the little things that you discover yourselves are the most fun to watch. But, yeah, yeah, that's that's why I've not really borrowed into it. Like by any means, this is a movie that if you are a Wes Anderson fan, and uh, I didn't even know this, my wife was excited about seeing this movie, oh. and I didn't tell her I was seeing this oh, movie this no. week. She pissed, and I went. I just like I gotta go see my movie. Yeah, you know, I'll go yeah, see it after work yeah. because. And the thing is, we've been super busy with getting this house prepared, yeah. um, but. Um, and she was like really upset with me that I didn't invite her along. And I was like, Oh, you're right. You yeah. did say you wanted to see this. I felt like it's such a dick hole, but, but, uh, but whatever. I mean, you, when you came to a place for Thanksgiving or not Thanksgiving, my birthday, we watched life aquatic. And I yeah. had that poster that you, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I got you a poster with your face and yeah, your wife's face on it, which my wife did. She actually yeah, did the Photoshopping it's on it. So that. amazing. Um, but yeah, if I were to put this in my favorite AOS movies, this would be my top three. You know, up there. Yeah, it, it's it, this is um, this is this was such a good movie. He did a great job. Um, 
I'll read some quotes. Okay. Let's get to it, man. I want I want to hear your numbers on okay, this one. Sure, sure. And I want you to go first. Yeah. Because I want you to hear mine last okay. because I have a number in mind. Okay. And I don't know if you're going to expect it or not. Okay. Um, he brought the whole world to Kansas. <laughs> Just try to write like you did. Oh, I can't even read that. I'm sorry. It was, it, it's very dark, dark at some points. I'm sorry. It's a theater. It was very packed. So I couldn't light up a phone to write things down. Um, you're fired. Don't cry in my office. Oh, look, choir boys half drunk off of the blood of Christ. Oh, 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 here's one thing I did write down um, that we didn't talk about. The fourth wall breaking of oh, like Owen that? Wilson. Oh, yeah, yeah, you like that? Oh, my God, that is one of my, oh, I really love that. I uh, Not to break, I, Owen Wilson does a great fourth wall break. That I'm just like, and then you notice he's not breaking the fourth wall. He's actually looking or doing what he's doing. But man, that was awesome. I'm going to poison myself before I see the world again. The exposition of the Liberty Kansas Fair, which nearly burnt to the ground. <laughs> Turn the switch, you cocksucker. <laughs> His need to fail is more than our massive need to succeed. I like how ruthless you are. It's part of your beauty. They're convinced they are better than they are, than we are. Her large, stupid eyes watched me pee. <laughs> how are you planning to kill me? I believe this is a case of mistaken identity. Love is the wrong way. I can't read the rest of that quote. That's awesome. Awesome. Self-reflection is best done in private or not at all. <laughs> I'm not brave. I just wasn't in the mood to be a, disappoint, a disappointment to everyone. <laughs> Don't like the candles. He's dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of gives you the quirkiness of this movie. Chris, I want to hear yours first. Because I have what I I already have it. I already have it right it's here. A four right four, here. It's a four point five movie. I mean like, Oh really? Yeah, if it's Wes Anderson, it's good. I mean it's one of his best ones. Uh, and uh, I I I can't go higher, but because I I have really I need uh, the feeling that this movie's higher than four point five give me. But this is the perfect Wes Anderson film. Like it's if you want someone to if you this is not an intro level Wes Anderson film, but if you're a Wes Anderson fan, you're gonna think what well your friend goes what makes what what is Wes Anderson and go watch the French Dispatch and that's this movie, you know. So uh, four point five for me. What's what's your score mm -hmm. for this? Man. Um... I can't believe this, dude. I, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw this one right out, right before yeah. I give my number, because I cannot believe this. I cannot believe this. Yeah. 
This is a 4.8 movie to me. Wow. And I can't believe I'm rating a Wes Anderson movie higher than you are rating a Wes Anderson movie. This was the most, all right, this is the way I got to say this. This is the most Wes Anderson, Wes Anderson movie yeah, yeah. I have ever seen. Yeah. Like, Life Aquatic is like the only thing because it's a little bit close to more it. close to this. And this one, to me, the other movies that I said, The Royal Tenenbaums, uh, Life Aquatic, and this one, mm-hmm. I think this surpasses those two. I agree. I agree. I think this is the best Wes Anderson movie I have seen. It's so it's the best put together movie of his movies. Like 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 in it's weird to say because it's an this anthology is, movie, but all these things that all these like people say the stories don't tie together, but it reads like a newspaper because everything's different. You know, like you don't have really yeah, and that's what I loved about it, and that's that's my thing. This is what this is what I loved about it because like all the other movies, like uh, Royal Tenenbaums, like you got the story with. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, um, Luke Wilson. Mm-hmm. And then you got the story of Bill Murray and Angela Houston and Ernie Hudson. And like, yeah, or Ernie Anderson. But you have all those stories that have to cumulate together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in the same way with like Moonrise Kingdom, mm-hmm. there's all these different stories accumulating together. Life Aquatic, there's all these stories that accumulate together. This didn't fucking matter. Yeah. It didn't matter. They're telling crazy fucking stories about what, what's going on. And, yeah. and it didn't matter. It just that it's all involved. And because of that, you get very, you get three very unique stories mm-hmm. to the point that you think one person's a pedophile. You think mm-hmm. one person's like, uh, like just lucky to be alive. <laughs> and then you think another guy is fucking whacked out of his fucking mind. Like you literally, get these three amazing stories. And to me, maybe I'm a huge person of anthology stories, you know, of, of, yeah. of stories like this. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> I love, you know, tales from the crypt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to list something in my head, but like, I love where I get like three different stories, yeah. four different stories. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they all come together just because this one guy's the host, Yeah, yeah you know? Yeah. And that's the way I feel like, that Bill Murray was the host, and everything came around because of Bill Murray. Yeah, it's 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 also it's thought-provoking. It's also kind of sad at points, and yeah, and you got all those feelings from this movie. The the best parts of the best parts of the human condition show up yeah. in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it made me happy in places I can't touch myself. Yeah. in the movie theater when it's <laughs> packed, it's like I wanted to you know pull it out and be like, hey. And, uh, it's Wes Anderson. I mean, just just by the cast alone, you can know that this has, um, just has amazing parts. So, um, the, now uh, there is people out there that are tired of Wes Anderson. I'm not one of them, at all. No, I'm not either. I'm one of those people that it's like, like I said, it's like Stanley Kerbuck. It's like, um, it's like, um, Alfred Hitchcock. It's like Paul there's Thomas directors. Anderson. Yeah, huh? Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson. There's people, there's directors that have a style to them. They have a style. Uh, I can, but I can't say Quentin that. Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino has a style. He has a style. They have styles to themselves mm-hmm. that make them from completely different than a normal go out and watch a Friday night movie where the bad guy went and loses, yeah. the good guy wins. They have 
a different way of storytelling. And because of them, we have a division in movies, in cinema, in art. And Wes Anderson is like a Picasso, dude. Not everybody's going to know why the nose is where the eye is supposed to be. Not everybody's going to get that. But I get it, and I love him. I love it. I love what he did here. Um, I want to see it again. I mean, this one we said as soon as it's available. I've tried downloading it three times now, (laughs) and all of them are bad. Yeah, All the downloads are bad. You can't rent it yet. Believe me. Oh, it's actually rented in December. Uh, I found out. So, and then I'll be able to download it. And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. So, uh, now we're on Rotten Tomatoes. All <laughs> right. Rotten Tomatoes. I got to guess the fans. Oh, God. They're going to, they're going to break my heart. It's going to be like 62. 76. No, really? Yeah. They went higher than yeah, I so thought. The, there, is, there is the audience says it says the French dispatch can be a little hard to follow, but if you're a fan of Wes Anderson's filmmaking, you won't want to miss it. Okay. Now, the critic score. 91. 75, which is surprising. Fuck damn. You know, Fuck a, damn. A lot of people are just like, I'm tired of Anderson. But with the critics instances, loving out to the spirit of journalism, the French Dispatch will be most enjoyed by fans of Wes Anderson's meticulously arranged aesthetic. And since we both all love right. Wes Anderson, we're going to love him more than a lot of people. I, I mean, all right, look, 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 look. Let's talk here for a second. All right. So this is a French Dispatch, right? Mm-hmm. This was released now, 2021. Mm-hmm. The movie he last made, which was Clay Animation, Isle Dogs. was Island of Dogs, in 2018. Four fucking years ago. <laughs> we did in the show, by the way. You remember that? Grand Buddhist Hotel, 2014. Moonrise Kingdom, 2012. Yeah. This is like people getting tired of Tim Burton. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Tim Burton, every time he pulls out a movie, fucking knocks it out of the game, knocks it out of the park every time. Um, every time Stanley Kerbuck, you know, it, it's like I don't understand why people have hatred for directors like David Lynch. Oh, my God. David Lynch is another one. I think a lot of people hate his fans, so they hate us. I'm sorry. So uh, I, I don't know. Why? Because they used to be. It used to be considered you're a hipster if you yeah. like fucking Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Yeah. Guess what? I'm not a fucking hipster, and I love freaking. <laughs> believe me, a hipster is like a guy is like, oh, I did this all before you, yeah. and I'm a guy that's like, hey, you want to go drink blood and bury bodies? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, come on now. I don't know. It, it's, this makes no sense. All right, the guy's only been working for what twenty years. 20 or well, Rushmore came out in 98. So, what, uh, 23 years? Yeah, he's he's um, and I can fit all the movies he did as a director and then less than half a screen yeah. on my screen. I can go get Michael Bay, and the last 10 things he did would pop fill up half my screen. But the problem like, is, the problem is that those movies aren't near as good as the movies of Wes Anderson. No, so, that's right? what I'm saying. All right, I don't know. Where hatred from Wes Anderson came from, the guy seems like a nice dude. I've I watched the interviews that he does do, which aren't many. Yeah, and um, I'm sorry this this was creative. This was this is art. This, this wasn't is art. just this wasn't just 
shoot him up. We're all going to die. This wasn't Red Notice. Good guy. <laughs> yeah, this was a good fucking movie, man. I, I like to be honest, and that's why I'm telling you right now, this is probably going to be my top 10 this year. Yeah. I mean, I, you know why? Why is that? Because it's from Liberty, Kansas. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyway. All right. Um, so I, I think that's it for the show. We are going to see um, Ghostbusters Afterlife and King Richard for next week's show. Um, what was the other one? King uh, King Richard. King Richard? Yeah. And Ghostbusters. Yeah. And uh, that we won't be doing it on Thursday. It'll probably be on a Sunday. And we'll, I mean, we'll be alive, but it, you might be busy doing something else. But we'll definitely uh, let you know. Um, I think that's it, dude, right? I'm down. Okay, you can visit us on newsonsuck.net or on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. One Twitter at Podcast, one Instagram at MTS Podcast. Uh, if you watch us on Facebook, the page, if you're watching YouTube, you know, go and subscribe. If you're watching Twitch, go to Twitch, go ahead and subscribe. If you want to uh, give us some money, go to patreon.com slash movies don't suck. If you want to um, buy shirts from us, uh, merch from us, go to uh, moviebonfire.com and search movies don't suck and send it to you on all stream platforms. We are on streaming platforms? We are. A, all of them? Most of them. Makes sense. And if you're a small business, remember, guys, make sure to just get a hold of us. I love advertising small businesses because all of our thousands of downloaders and visitors, we would love them to know about your business. So if you got a small business, you got friends that have a small business, let us know. We'll be more than happy to give you a good shout out at the beginning of the episode before everybody knows that I cuss a lot. <laughs> all right. Uh, you good? Every day of the week. That's another episode of Movies Don't Suck and Some Do. My name is Neil. And I'm Chris. And remember, anytime before you get on that red notice list, it's when you're hanging out in Europe doing things with crazy hookers in Amsterdam. Remember, stop by the French Dispatch to get your copy of the new magazine. Have a good night. (laughs) 